for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite subjects, back to school. I bet everybody's pumped for that. But before we do, we're going to, well, I just want to give a salute to Home Instead Senior Care. They provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. And we love them. They do such a great job. They have such extensive training on all their caregivers. In fact, they call them caregivers intentionally. I just love them at Home Instead, and we want to just salute them and thank them for all they do for our show. Now, I'm also welcoming my co-host, Anna Crafty Pierce. <laughs> I'm not really anymore. Mom, what? Before this, before this show started, you said, oh, you need to make sure you essentially dredge up some excitement for back to school. And I'm just struggling not to laugh through your whole intro and shout out because I love back to school. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Of course you do. I don't have well, to you, you, it's you, my thing. You have two reasons. Well, I didn't know because we do so many of these shows. I was like, I, no, I, okay. I hope she's not worn out. On on a personal level, yeah. I you know when when my son was born, I it was the end of the school year. I didn't sign up to teach the next year. I just got to be mom for a little while. We lived on my we lived on my husband's salary. It's been a really beautiful experience for our family, and I am so thankful I got to do that. But then I got to start working part time, and mom literally. The day I was going to drive up to school, it's just I'm just teaching once a week, and I sat in the driveway, backing up, going, "I get to go to school. I get to go to school." I know you're so called excited. to be a teacher, and just in case I any teachers school. are listening, we we actually I I'm not called to do what Anna does, and I thought it would be awful to have other people's children under my care all day long. That would just wear me out and make me very sad and worn out. So we told her not to get her certificate. So when she got her degree, she did not have her certification. The first thing I did was get certified. I know. She substituted (laughs) for a year and then went back and got her certification, and I felt so bad. I'd given her really bad counsel because her calling is so special. Your calling on is so special to you. So I know other other teachers are listening to this going, that's exactly how I felt. So um, with back to school, I know the teachers are excited. The mom moms get excited about I, like I loved the last day of school. I loved having you guys home, but even when we homeschooled, going back to school meant there was a structure to our day and it was different. And by, routine. By the time we yeah. got there, I was ready. So yeah. I I know that's how a lot of moms are feeling right now. They're just ready to have the change. They still love their children. They don't necessarily want to spend the whole day with them, but if they're going to, they want it to be, you know, devoted to something that is more structured if they're homeschooling. And if they're sending their kids back to other teachers, you know, it's great to know those teachers are coming back to the school year ready and eager, too. So it's all good. We're, we're excited about back to school. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that happened 
going back to school and some tips you have I, as a teacher, Anna. I have an opinion. This is not a teacher thing. This is a, the first thing when you say back to school, besides my own love of going back to school every year where I get so excited. The next thing that comes to mind is dad. Oh. And so I feel compelled to honor him uh, when I, we talk about back to school because he really, in a dear way, I think we could have had no money, and he still would have gone to the store and bought the box of crowns he could afford. <laughs> yeah, been well, that's thrilled true. and excited. What, whichever thing he could afford, he would have been thrilled and excited to buy it for us because he he really honored the effort we were putting into school by yeah. making sure that he was excited to get us what we needed so we were equipped to do He's, that. You know, as a small business owner, his one of his mottos is always – People need the tools they, they have to have in order to do their jobs. To so, be successful, to equip the, the kiddos going off to school to be successful. And it doesn't have to be extravagant, but that it was always a thrill to get yeah. to, you know, to sharpen that pencil for the first time. It yeah. Thrilling. I know. And there's so much stuff out there that's re- great resources. So really, every child should come to school with something fun and, and new in their pocket. And um, he he did that even when we were homeschooling, like when, you know, we're just, I know. the yeah, difference between the summer and the school year was just that we were officially cracking open those new books, but we yeah, still, he, he still took us back to school shopping and got us something to represent the fact that we were about to start new hard work. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I had in my notes to mention this cause I think it's hilarious. We used to get back to school clothes and they were always winter clothes. Well, in August in Texas, (laughs) it's 100 degrees, and I would always, the first day of school, wear my new, you know, fall sweater. And then I get to school, and I'd just be dripping in sweat. I don't know how many years it took me to realize I did not need to wear my new sweater to school the first day. (laughs) My favorite as a junior high teacher is that first day of school with all the girls. The boys tend to be a little more sensible for some reason, but the girls are so excited about their new fashionable whatever. And inevitably, it's what the stores are showing, which is for fall. Yes. Because, you know, fall leaves and little red schoolhouses with bells and all those images we have of the beginning of school that does not apply in the South where it is hot. So one yeah. year when, the, when uh, rain boots came into style, I think uh-huh. every girl in the junior high wore those knee-high rain boots to school and just sweltered and was desperate to take them off. And the whole room would smell like, like feet and rubber. rubber. <laughs> okay. So, so I think people are a lot more practical and that is one good thing about a more oh. casual culture that we live in. People don't yes. torture their children with sweaters. They don't need to for, you know, till <laughs> December around here. But, but let's, so let's talk about really practical stuff. Like, as a mom, you're going to be sending one of your kids off this year for the first time. I don't know if you'll have to do lunch boxes, but when you think about the lunch boxes you've seen in junior high, what's some practical ideas for lunch boxes for moms? Okay, well, you're asking for practical. My favorite thing when I pack, and I don't know if this will translate to school for my kid because I haven't done it yet, but my favorite thing when I pack picnics for our family right now is this little Rubbermaid container that has a, it's got like two layers. Oh. And so it has a little it has a little shelf in the middle or a little container that comes out of it that has sections. Uh-huh. So I can put a sandwich or, or the main course in the bottom and then the little top tray lifts out and it has a little fork fork thing on the top and we use that all the time when we're going to the park or different places right now. Uh-huh. Because well, it, you- it keeps everything contained, it's lock snapped. I would just 
it's in that as the lunchbox. I mean, it is so self-contained and easy. And I can look at it and go, oh, I didn't quite put enough food in here. <laughs> well, you know, it's thing. interesting. On Pinterest, I've noticed there's a lot of, of those compartmentalized containers. And, uh-huh. and it's funny to me, but they're using, like, brand-new fishing tackle boxes. And there's a lot oh, of real creative things on Pinterest. Cute. So don't forget to check there for ideas. Anna, when it comes to schedules and rituals and getting your kids off, do you have some ideas about how to start their morning in a way that's really sweet? I try to say good morning every morning. I try to look each kid in the eye the first time I see them. Now, mind you, I don't always do it the first time I see them because they're waking me up at 6.30 right now or 5.30 and I'm groggy. But my goal is the first time I can make eye contact with them once the lights are on, the first thing out of my mouth is, good morning and their name um and and i can tell when i don't do it <laughs> i've yeah. done it often enough successfully that i can tell the difference when i don't do it i think so, that's so important i'm glad that's what you picked to answer that question i do think uh-huh. it is important for kids to know eye they're contact. loved as soon as they wake up eye contact and the fact that even though mommy is groggy and maybe not in the best mood that's not about them yeah. That's my battle. That's my personal thing. The work that's stressful, whatever it is I'm carrying today, it's not. that's not about them. They're okay. amazing and wonderful and exactly who I want them to be. We have a lot to cover in this episode, so it may seem like I'm moving you along. But here's okay, but another. Wait, wait, wait. You said practical lunch, and I want to do something yeah. practical. Okay. You put a note in our lunch every oh. single day you sent us oh. to school. Every single day. And looking back, I as a kid, I didn't realize I would wish I had saved them because, I mean, it was lunch. Half the time, they were sticky by the end of the lunch. But yeah. it, when when you didn't write us something personal, there was a sweet little verse on there. And, yeah. you know, we looked for those. If you Once you started that, if you had ever not done it, I would remember that. Well, um, and, and it was sometimes hard. But as you know, a lot of just to, so people don't think, wow, what an overachiever. A lot of days, I would just write on your napkin. I would put a little napkin yeah. in there. And, and if it had like a... If I had some bird napkins left over from a party or something, I would just put on there something sweet like, I love to tweet about you or just something dumb. It didn't have to be fancy, just something to let you know I was thinking about you. Well, I vividly remember the three-by-five cards from elementary yes. school. Yes, I got I can't. so many three by five cards with little notes on them in elementary school. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I like three by five cards cause I'm a very practical person and you can scribble a note on those really quickly. If you have one right there at the sink, you know, in your, in your drawer, usually everybody has a junk drawer and you can scribble a note on those real quickly or just draw a picture or a heart. And what's nice about that three by five card is you can actually make those ahead of time and put different verses on them. And you can do 10 verses and keep them in your stash. So if you have a busy morning, you just throw a verse in there real quick yep. and your child doesn't have to know that you were doing that quickly. We have about two minutes to the break. The One consistency I, of that was what communicated your love to me. We may have to do another episode on, I, I'm looking down the list of all the topics I want to talk about education. This may become more than one, a series. It may, it may be more than one thing. When we come back after the break, I want to talk a little bit about homework because I know the first few days of school is glorious and then they start sending home the homework. <laughs> so as a teacher, I am really going to talk about that with you and see what you think. Cause I have some pet peeves about too much homework, as you know. So um, is there anything you want to throw out in this last 30 seconds before we go to the break? I don't think so, but I do. Well, okay, I do. I think honoring the effort your kids put into school is important. And at the beginning of the year is a great time to start that. 
When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about honoring their effort and also um, how that looks and also how to encourage them to be friends even when other people reject them. Because people always reject, especially immature people, they're going to reject somebody and it's probably going to be your kid one time at least. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that looks and how we can come against that in a very kind way. So stay tuned with us. This is Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E dot com. Don't want to miss Truth a moment with the Texas Twain. Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twain when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over it's a grocery Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang, spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back, listening friends. We're so glad you're with us today, and it is such a fun topic, and I've got a teacher on the hook. So I'm going to, Anna, I hate to do this to you, but you're going to be my representative teacher. I hope there's other teachers listening. I'm going to complain two things that drive me crazy at the first and throughout the school year. So here's my first one. Um, I really just don't like homework. <laughs> I remember I when you were homeschooling us and you would get to the end of April and or middle, maybe the beginning of April, mom. It was pretty bad. And you would start saying, are you guys done yet? 
I'm planning to be done May 1st. Are you done yet? Well, <laughs> you, were, is, you were more ready than us to be done with school. I need to apologize if any teachers are listening because, really, I know there's a whole philosophy about teaching kids um, self-discipline and so forth, and that's one reason to send homework home. But it, here's my request as a mom. Could you, an old mom, I'm done now, but could you just send home things that are fun? <laughs> Okay, that's probably unrealistic, but there it is. So here's my other complaint. This really bugs me. So, you know, we were, one of our strengths as a family is we just love creative stuff. And so if you were an uncreative child in our house, it's just too bad you're doomed. And so you'll get exposed to tons of creativity anyway. So consequently, all three of my children tended to be very uh, savvy when it came to anything that they needed to create as a project. Like even just a poster board tended to be very graphic because I knew well, the simple strategy. You you were so visual and yeah. strategic with that 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 got passed down. Like for instance, it was nothing for me to buy a colored paper and then buy one package of black paper because one of my basic things is if you just put a black piece and trim down your other paper, your kid can put anything on that other paper, and it immediately looks better because it's framed in black. So that's just a basic graphic design kind of principle that works really well on posters. So here's what frustrates me. When teachers assume because a child is gifted in some area that their mom helped them, you My know, and, and they, treat it, they treat it like it's not fair when really that child may just be coming from a home where maybe mom is never going to be very skill. good. Yeah, mom may be flunking uh-huh. math with the child, okay? Right. But, and so she <laughs> Or should, forget to pick them up at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, or, or forget to wear her shoes and then they forget to wear their shoes. I mean, there's a lot of stories right. in y'all's childhood. <laughs> Because I'm very creative. I know. That's like its own podcast right there. But so we my point is, we weren't a perfect family, but when we did something really well and y'all did it alone by yourselves, and then it went to school and the teacher would write notes or they would make snide comments, and it would just, I, would, I just would, it would take all oh. I could do not to be and it rude was, back. It was worse with my brother, with Will, because yes. he struggled so much with being neat because of the dyslexia dysgraphia. His handwriting yes. was so atrocious that people assumed he was a messy, and then, you know, his backpack, he was a boy, his backpack was messier than mine for sure, but he's visually very good, and then it was, Steve. he was yeah. trained in that by you. I remember that there was a poster one year that he brought to school, and I'm sure the writing on it was, he probably typed it, and that's why the teacher couldn't figure out if he'd done it or if he'd had somebody else do it, because it probably yeah. had none of his handwriting on it, so there was none of that handwriting that yeah. was so unique to him. And then it was really well put together because he, you, you had essentially apprenticed him on how to lay out stuff yes. to make it flow well. It did yeah. not look like a junior high boy made it. I remember. <laughs> I know it really stood out, and, <laughs> and I got some snide work. comments. But okay, so yeah. moving on. What that to me? What that? T- I just want if there's any teachers listening, I just want you to hear if you have a kid that's really good graphically. Don't assume his mom made his poster because maybe she's trying her best with the math and it's not working very well. And she she might be just happy for him to get some credit somewhere in his work. <laughs> well, okay. I'm always thankful as a fellow teacher. Um, you know, you you split time with all the other teachers. Your student has 
uh, particularly at the junior high and high school level, they have all the other teachers in the school who are assigning them homework too. Yeah. So even as a teacher, I'm so thankful for, I can always tell when other teachers are putting the effort forth to make sure that assignments really dovetail with what they're teaching oh, and wow. are really an asset to the student and don't waste time, not yeah. busy works assignments. Because, yeah. And and I resent it when when students get busy work assignments because it takes up time. They could be doing work for my class. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. But, it's, it's more thoughtful but, to the other teachers when you're careful. So let's move on. We said enough about that. We love teachers, by the way, because, you know, I said earlier, I never wanted to be a teacher. I think they're amazing. And it is definitely, from my point of view, a calling by the Lord when people want it, to teach like you do. So here's what I want to talk somebody, a little bit about. Anna is. Okay. I want Isn't to talk. Brilliant. I'm sorry, we keep interrupting just, each other. I want to move on to making friends okay. and when people reject you, because I think that is one yeah. of the big pieces when it comes to the new year. Well, are you still there? Okay. I am. I'm just thinking about all the times I've been rejected. <laughs> and you're one of the most loving people I've ever known. And so, I have so many friends and people who I love and who are dear to me. And, it, and yet still, you just, in the course of a lifetime, there's always rejection. Especially with girls, but boys too. And then it becomes bullying, which we did a wonderful podcast with Tina Meyer on bullying. So if you if you find that to be a problem in your with your children, for our listening friends, I really want you to go to that Tina Meyer episode on bullying and at school, and I think you'll be so encouraged with what she has to say. Or just go to their website, the Meyer Foundation, because that uh, she's just a, a national expert on that topic. And and what she said was very practical because she lived through it uh, to a very tragic end. So you'll be interested in her story. That is a very serious problem. On the other hand, there's also the the whole mean girl thing, which is also a form of bullying. But I remember on it with you, you were so kind. And I, I thought you were one of the most lovely human beings, even as a small child. But there were girls in your class that were unkind. And I will never forget one of the moms came up to me one time and her daughter was probably the most notorious. But she came up to me and she said, oh, we just love Anna. She's kind to everyone. And that was such an eye-opening experience for me because I thought, oh, she values kindness. But I would not have known it by, by the way her daughter was behaving. But that was good for me to know, to, to think a little bit outside the box and have some compassion. Um, we always just told you to be kind to everyone because what if they end up being the president of the United States or married to the president, the first lady? <laughs> And everybody else in the class doesn't get invited to the White House, but you do. I mean, I just try to stretch y'all's imagination and help you see beyond the moment to the fact that these are human beings and they're young and they're immature and you don't know how they're going to grow up. I think some of that starts amongst siblings, too, if you're so fortunate as to have more than one child. Yeah. Um, you, you start teaching them to be kind to each other and to... Be thankful for each other, even when the other person is in your space all the time because you live with each other, to be thankful yeah. for that other human being. And that translates to all the rest of our relationships. Um, and you certainly taught that to Ellen and I as sisters sharing rooms, growing up together in each other's space, very different personalities. Ellen's like the friend God chose for me because we share yeah. DNA. She's no, the person so who she's so different than I am. But if we'd been in a, just been in a class together, we might not have ever found that footing of deep friendship. But because we had to share a room, 
Yeah. <laughs> so well, okay. I, so I, I know, you know. I think it's interesting. There's so much good education now for teachers on how to manage classrooms and how to how to diffuse those uh, moments when you need some crisis management or, um, you know, to to disperse directing when there's directing yeah, conflict personalities into Con- their conf- the places their strengths. <laughs> Yeah, and conflict resolution. And we had uh, Cynthia Tobias on the show. Oh, my gosh. She talked about being a strong woman, but she has all that background in raising kids and and being an educator and all the different personalities and learning styles. So uh, her episode was really excellent on this. If you're listening, I hope you'll go to that, too. Especially if you're a teacher, you're going to want to hear her very personal story and then all that she shared about how to manage strong-willed people, which I, of course, appreciated because I think of myself as a strong-willed person. You Uh can't stop. I was just thinking about rejection and making new friends and how that works. You can't stop someone from rejecting your kid. And I haven't experienced it yet, but I suspect it's going to hurt worse when my kids get rejected than when I do. I've been told that by many wise wise moms. But that's Yeah, it's pretty bad. So that when they run into... The, pe- the, ki- the other students, the other kids their age who are ready to be friends, they know how to initiate that. And initiation yeah. communicates a lot of, it's a great basis for a friendship. So I I'm love that. thinking out loud about the things that communicate to the other person that you want their friendship and how you initiate yes. that. And one of the big ones is learning someone's name. Just when, you know, when the teacher's going through roll, when you bump up against someone in the hall saying, excuse me, and then saying, hi, I'm Anna. Who are you? What's your name? Learning people's names and then practicing them as a family and remembering them um, and asking your kids about those people again later so that they start to, the names start to become part of their vocabulary and easy to shout down the hallway at the other kid when they see them or across the lunchroom. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. We only have about two minutes. You did talk a little bit about some of the etiquette of friendships when we had the Tea Party episode about raising confident kids. And so I want to mention that in case people want to flip from here to that other episode. That was a great episode on how tea parties can help your child be a a person who can be comfortable in any setting. So don't miss that episode that Anna did with me on uh, raising confident kids. Anna, we've got about a minute. I love your idea about the fact that people really do appreciate it when you remember their names, especially early in the year. I also think you mentioned in that Tea Party episode, teaching your kids to ask questions. For instance, when they get home the first day of school, you can ask, well, what did you like about that new friend? And that primes their brain to go back to school thinking, oh, Sally is such a gentle person or Sally is such a fun person or Sally knows how to be polite or whatever. We have 30 seconds. You want to say goodbye to our listeners, Anna? We're going to have to talk more about school. I love school. And I'm I know so this thankful is a- to get to be a teacher. Having people entrust yeah. your kids, their kids to you is such a, it's such an honor to get to be a part of educating kiddos. I love it. Go, okay, go to Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and sign up to get our weekly idea blog full of things to help you with your children, your family, creating fellowship in your life. Truth with a Texas twang. 
you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week.